Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, Bulls Nation, and welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that PointsBet promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Whose bet life? My bet life. Damn your right. bet life. Everyone's bet life. I'm actually rocking the PointsBet shirt today. Wow, you are rocking the PointsBet Shout out to our PointsBet friends. Shout out. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guy, Big Dave, here at Bow BAWL Sports. Will the Go Gottlieb in the Magic Bubble. He is at Won't Gottlieb. We got our producer and our pal Joey hanging out with us today. Live from our West Loop studios here in Chicago. First things first, Dave. Yes. What is this vibe that you're rocking today? Because I love it. (laughs) <laughs> you look like a celebrity on a vacation of some kind who doesn't want to get recognized with the shades and the big ass hat. Well, well, what it is is it's two things. One, I wore it specifically because it's training camp day. Training First camp day of Bears training camp has begun for the Chicago Bears. Bear down. This is exactly how you're going to see some of them players walking around looking. It's true. So that's why I put this hat on today. But this is also. Hats I wear when I'm out at a concert or I'm at a festival. Okay. This is this is literally my look with a backpack. You yes. know what I mean? So if you see me in this, just know your boy is, is vibing and feeling You're right. either <laughs> on your way to a concert or on your way to Bears training camp. Yes, yes. Okay. Or on my way to do something real like, key that this I'm not going to talk about. This has Akeem Hicks written all you over really? it. Yeah, like, it's that. I, I, would, I could see Akeem Hicks wearing the exact yes. same outfit. Yes, that's exactly why I put it on <laughs> for that reason, for the Chicago Bears, and that begun to date. But – I do have another question since that happened. And, and Joey, maybe you can ha- answer this for me. What, what, what the hell is this? <laughs> what is, hey, Luke. So, Luke, Cody. Yeah. Somebody come explain is, don't, ask, don't ask me to explain. Ask, ask so, can somebody come please explain this to me? I believe what happened is that the other day, the Cubs crew did pregame uh-huh. and postgame. Uh-huh. And in between that, they were streaming live for the entirety of the Cubs game. Okay, okay. Here's Mr. Stuckmeyer. Okay, there's the legend what up, right Luke? there. Luke? How are you, my friend? Thank you. Please explain. What, Say hi to Stucky, everybody. For four and a half hours, you got to have a backup plan. Okay. Okay. Mine was to just draw on a sign and put it in the chair when I had to do my business. <laughs> Is that what that's for? Four or five times. I'm an old guy. I need to get up occasionally. <laughs> I like the very rudimentary stick figure face, merch. too. We've yes. got we've got the profile look. We've got a mouth. We've got an eye. But, but no nose and no ear. The other side says, be right back. <laughs> that was the original sign. Okay. Then I made this one with the, with the stick figure so people didn't confuse me for Cody or somebody else because there's a guy on Twitter that's on our chat every single show that thinks my name is Steve. 
He calls you Steve. You're, you're Luke Stuckmeyer. How you don't know you? Not Luke Stuckmeyer. Steve Lukemeyer now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that explanation. Man. I appreciate it. Are, is there some kind of arts festival that we can submit that to? <laughs> <laughs> that is some truly breathtaking work of art right there. Yeah, awesome. we're also submitting the Blackhawks guys logo design. Oh, those are really yeah, good. Oh, yes. CHGO Art Festival. Who, who's the one it. that uh, had the drawing of the bird? Like the, uh, Jay. Yeah, Jay, I was impressed Jay by that. Jay had the bird. Uh, Greg had the bird that was basically just a lowercase m. Right. It was yeah. like a, a bird from like the distance in like a comic strip or something. And then Mario had the crudely drawn uh, Chicago the skyline. Skyline, right? Yeah. I, I think Jay's took crudely took the drawn. cake, but I think that stick figure drawing of Stucky's beats all of them. Steve, I can't get over Steve. How you don't know Luke Stuckmeyer? <laughs> like, how you don't know who that is, Steve? Come on, Will. If you are, if you know the goat, Will, I think we just figured out a solution for you. Whenever you want to play hooky while you're out in Brazil <laughs> and miss an episode, is just draw a picture of a stick figure Will and just put it up, pointed at your webcam. You can you can put it in. Joey should just like put uh, put a pasted graphic of me in the bubble as a stick figure and just leave it there, and people think that I'm talking. There you go. And I can just play hooky. It, it, it can work. I, I'm mad that he had that on deck in his brain already. Yeah. So it sounds like you've been plotting that out for a second, Will. You've been figuring some stuff out so you can get out of here, man. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Look, it's the <laughs> end of July. There's nothing to talk about. We're talking about the Boston Celtics today. I'm trying. Yeah. To, I'm trying to skip class, man. <laughs> Will, Will's, we were trying to map out our week on Monday. Will was like. I think there might be a way that we could do this where I could be off on Thursday and Friday. I was like, okay, cool. Okay, this sounds, sounds pretty cool. I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Oh, what look at is that. this? Look, what, what is going oh, on here? Oh, uh, place hey, <laughs> there he is. There's there you go. Yes. No one's gonna know. No one's gonna right, know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign out. I'll talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you just, uh, you gotta have a, a recording of your voice, like Ferris Bueller style. Yeah, you know. Yeah. For Green when people Butler ring the, the doorbell, <laughs> just have a tape and just hit play and then just have sentences. Patrick and Williams thighs. Like you press a button, it's like Patrick Williams thighs are big. That's right. <laughs> Defensive switchability. They have, they have the Stacey King. <laughs> they have the Stacey King soundboard. They need the Will Gottlieb soundboard. Right, exactly. We so should we should hit up our old pal Stefan No and see if he can make us a Will Gottlieb soundboard. That's right. Small lineups. Small lineups. <laughs> That's where we go. You go Live, your bat life. Live your bad life. Live your bad life. It'd be awesome. But dude, y'all had a y'all had a softball game yesterday. Too, we though. did, we okay. did. We missed our all star uh, outfielder, who's down who's down Tory in Brazil. Hunter over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to play the outfield. Yeah, but fortunately, I played right where not many people hit it. I, I think I only had one ball hit to me, and I kept it in front of me. Okay, I, I, it was not possible to catch it on the fly. It was like a low burner uh-huh. came in, but I like got it and blocked it on one hop and got it to second base to prevent the double. Okay. I like that you went on on down on one knee to make sure you know that I was did. beautiful form. The, thank you it very really much. Really was beautiful form. I you know used to be a, really used to be can, a goalie in soccer, so I used the, the same the same philosophy. You're right. Will. Um, kept it kept up my like season long average of hitting 333 one for 3 at the plate okay every right. single one of them was a grounder to either the third baseman or shortstop mm-hmm. and i just reached on one of the three and the other two i was thrown out at first hey joey has has your uh i guess respect for Matt Peck change since oh. you've seen him uh play softball if anything it's decreased game? no it definitely is not it's not <laughs> degrading because he's out there every week yeah he's giving it his all he's battling through injury I'm trying. he's also I think it's it's you know it's very noble. You know, he's like, I don't care where you bat me in the order. I don't care where you put me in the field. I'm just here to have a good time, good vibes. He'll bring out some of his friends. Like 
Matt Peck is an integral part of the team, no mm. matter where he's playing, no matter how he's hitting. Yeah. We'll always need that. I'm, mm. the, I'm the Udonis Haslam of our CHCO <laughs> softball team. I'm, I'm old and creaky. I can't give you a whole lot out there on the field slash court, yeah. but I'm a good teammate. I'm, che- I, I'm always cheering my teammates when somebody makes a good play. That's true. I give Joey a few claps every single strike he throws. Okay. All and right. Joey was throwing strikes yesterday. All right. Our the- defense is getting better. We only gave up five runs yesterday. There were some games earlier this season where we would give up like somewhere between 15 and 20 runs. That's good. That's good. That's progress. We you know just I mean? need to get our bats in, in gear. That's yeah. that's the problem. Get the solid lineup going. I feel you. This wit was Will uh, missed out there because I know he, like you say, he's a star outfielder. So was For he sure. missed out there with that? For sure. I mean, like, we held it I, down. I fell <laughs> over catching one ball, and now I'm a star outfielder. <laughs> now, if that's you falling over, everybody yeah. needs to fall over like that. That was right. just a the good catch. The bar is low. The Dude, bar that- is low. I'm no falling over. I will over. say I'm all in. I'm all in on launch angle, so I am just trying to uppercut and hit the ball as high and far as I can, and it usually results in flyouts, which is kind of how it goes. But it is fun. It is a lot of fun. Uh, will, there's a question for you in the comments from Shyrak uh, Bobby. He wants to know if you've seen Felicio down in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually staying at his place. He's. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's probably got like a beautiful, you know, he does beautiful, like on you know the waterfront yes. mansion down you in Brazil. Know he does, man. He has to had had at least thirty two mil to spend on Come it. Come on, dude, and guarantee. You guarantee. got to have it, dog. You got to have it, man. It's got to be nice. There's there's twenty two there's twenty two point four million people in Sao Paulo, and uh, Felicia is the only one I've seen so far. <laughs> Everybody else is just not I'm just there. Hanging out. Just a ghost town. Just you, your girlfriend, and Felicio. That's that's a squad. Will scout. That's that's Will scouting is what that is. He's scouting out there. It's gonna be like hustle. He's gonna come back and tell us the next boat cruise. Uh, that's all he gonna do. Who signed a deal today? Yes, he did. Congrats Shout out to, to Juanjo Hurd and Gomez. Um, but speaking of scouting, though. Today, we are starting a series uh, of our It's the Offseason, What Do We Talk About? variety, looking at the offseason moves made by all of the other teams in the Eastern Conference, a.k.a. the Bulls' primary competition for next season. Who did they draft? Who did they retain in free agency? Who did they sign on as a newcomer in free agency? And have they made any trades? If so, what kind of trades? And we'll give them offseason grades and then kind of project where we see them ranking in the tiers of the Eastern Conference power standings for this upcoming season. And today, we decided to start with the defending Eastern Conference champions, the Boston Celtics. There we go. We talked a little bit about yesterday because they are in the breaking news, headline news of the NBA offseason, that they're in the mix for Kevin Durant. They are. Just because they can't stop accumulating an embarrassment of riches. Like, what the hell, Celtics? Yeah, Celtics are doing great. And, and shout out to them. They've been on that line for the past few years. Actually, basically, we say since starting uh, Jason Tatum's rookie season. You know what I mean? Because if I'm saying this correctly, in rookie year, he went to the Eastern Conference Finals, if I'm not mistaken, with that dunk on LeBron. I think you might be right about that. But I remember that dunk on LeBron in Game 7. That was, mm-hmm. that was kind of vicious. That was really disgusting. Um, but, yeah, they've been on that kind of trajectory since he's gotten here. So Eastern Conference Finals, second round, you know, nice deep playoff runs. It's kind of what you want because when you keep doing that, you're going to break through. And they broke through uh, this season by finally getting uh, to the NBA Finals and and had a good showing, I thought, of 
for the most part in the, in, in the uh, finals, but that experience and then Jason Tatum forgetting he was Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. you know, kind of helped in that in sense as well. But That's why I picked the Warriors over the Celtics. He did. He did. Congratulations to him. <laughs> and now, but this season, they didn't stay packed. They didn't – well, they haven't. They didn't say we're just going to rest. We're just going to take it easy and run it back. No, they said we're going to go back and we're going to try to get better. And they added some real uh, solid talent out there, Will, that, that I think that's really going to help this team. Yeah, the Celtics are like the dream setup for any franchise, right? Like they trade away Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and get a King's ransom in terms of picks. They get Jalen Brown, they get Jason Tatum, and all the while they're able to continue building and actually having a really good series because they had, you know, those teams with Isaiah Thomas and they've just like been able to rebuild on the fly while also competing for championships. And that's just something that you never see. Um, And it was all because of that trade really. So they've had just an incredible run where they've made the playoffs every year uh, since 2014, 15, and then they missed it in 2013, 14 and have made it all the way back to 2007, eight when they won the championship um, with that big three team against the Lakers. So they are just like the model of success and consistency. And that continues when your ownership is willing to spend into the tax and when you're willing to send out picks to go get good players. And when you're able to, you know, operate above the cap and bring in more and more talent around teams and address the weaknesses of your team immediately when you see them in, uh, in a game. So really, really like what the Celtics have done this offseason, but just the last 10, 15 years that franchise has been so impressive. So the Celtics did not have a first round pick in this 2022 draft. They did have a second round pick that they used on Alabama's JD Davison, hair, baby. Um, who did play for them in summer league and is a, a guy that is probably going to end up spending a majority of his time playing for the uh, main Celtics mm-hmm. of the G league. But he had a pretty uh, uh, promising freshman season at Alabama or Alabama as as Joe Al- has in their graphic there. <laughs> that, Spell that check, Joey. place, Alabama. <laughs> Shout out Alabama. Greenbo, Alabama. <laughs> he left out one of the A's. Um, kind of undersized, 6'2", but a, a, a point guard with some pretty sick handles and m- might have a future with the Boston Celtics, but I don't think that's somebody that the Celtics are going to look at this coming season to be like, we, we need this guy to contribute. It's a second rounder. He's a draft and stash in the G League for now. Yeah, and, and he's what Will uh, just said. Uh, they see a need, and they address it immediately. Mm-hmm. And they knew after that finals that need was point guard. You mm-hmm. know, they're going to need one. No disrespect to Marcus Smart, but they're going to need somebody who's a better point guard than that. So they addressed it in, in the uh, free agency. We'll get into that. But they also said, yeah, we're going to try to put some depth on that as well. So they went and got the point guard out of uh, Alabama. So we'll we'll see <laughs> we'll see what he turns into because you know you're right he's going straight to the G League yeah. in, in my opinion I don't think there's any room on the roster yet for him I believe he's he's on one of their two ways okay okay so he's gonna get there but I just like the fact that they drafted need mm-hmm. and when you're a winning team that's exactly what you kind of do right mm-hmm. you you draft for need at that certain point in time especially in the second round that's kind of what you're looking at Will yeah exactly and especially i think even in the back half of the first round when you know what your identity is and you have a ton of talent that's when you can start trying to plug holes where like a guy like oshay agbaji comes to mind where the Cavs had like playoff aspirations they have a need on the wing they have really good talent in the backcourt and the frontcourt so go out and get someone who you know can be reliable who's 
proven it year over year in college, who's a little bit older and you think could come in and contribute right away. I think that's where the Celtics are too, in terms of their draft picks. And then, you know, you mentioned filling a need at point guard. They also went out and traded for Malcolm Brogdon. And I thought he was just like, we can get into their free agency or I'm sorry, their trades a little bit in the next segment. Um, But just the way that they've addressed their needs, not just in terms of like, we need more passing, but it's also like, we need guys that are good decision makers that can dribble, pass, shoot, defend. And they found that at every position and you can never have enough of those guys. So when we talk about like Dale and Terry being just the same as IO or, you know, there's too many point guards on this team, like the bulls, if you're sort of looking back at, at the Celtics and trying to take what you can and apply it to the bulls, you always need dribble pass, shoot, defend. You can never have a shortage of that. And that's, that's what you've seen the Celtics do every step of the way. And then they go out and get guys like Gallinari because they need more shooting or Malcolm Brogdon because they need more playmaking or J.D. Davison because they want to, you know, take an upside swing or Peyton Pritchard because they want to add a ton more shooting. So I just really like their approach and their process behind the moves. And then, you know, just this is all over the course of the last season when Brad Stevens has moved from head coach into president of basketball operations. So there's uh, w- one more thought on uh, on the product from Alabama, J.D. Davison. When you talked about you, know, you talked about Marcus Martin needing that point guard. If you look at Smart, Tatum, and Brown, they're three primary ball handlers from this past season. I kind of see all of them as crafty ball handlers, but none of them are explosive when mm. they're on the ball. True. I think that Davison could provide that different element to being a ball handler and a primary ball handler. You watch him play at Alabama. He's he has that ability to just like light like a firecracker and go from point A to point B on the floor, and you blink and you're like, "How the hell did they just do that?" <laughs> Smart Tatum Brown, they're all very good with their footwork. They're crafty. Smart in particular got a lot better about taking care of the basketball. Um, that none of them are explosive in the way that Davidson is explosive. So we'll see if that lends uh lends itself to making him a usable piece for them down the road that athleticism that they don't have that position yeah you're Bingo. right and i see one of the uh people in the comments spoke directly about that tyler saying that he has that lob ability mm-hmm. and it's insane so yeah no you're, you're absolutely right on that man uh okay so we got to talk about you guys have already both teased brogdon we'll talk about him we'll talk about the free agent signings that the celtics made this offseason that's all coming up next but first today's episode brought to you guys by points bet these people who made the shirt mm. that I'm wearing. Love that shirt. The best way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app do and it. use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Do it. If you do that right now, you're going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. That's a lot of money. I'm so excited. NFL training camp's underway. Oh. That means we're getting closer and closer to me being able to bet on PointsBet every Sunday. Oh, degeneration, Matt. is So ready for it. <laughs> That's not all, though. If you make a $50 more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our amazing web content, all of our credentialed and talented reporters and journalists at allchgo.com covering every Chicago sports team. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from that CHGO locker. Points bets your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. Is your favorite team priming for a comeback? Maybe you see an edge in the game you're watching. Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. Mm. I wonder if Cody and or Stucky are doing that for this Cubs game right oh, now. I know one of them Holding the lead sure. late in the game at Wrigley. Oh, you know Cody is. Cody you know, oh, you know man. Cody is. You know Cody's in on this, baby. Cody is never not My in man Cody's going to put some the money bet life. down, baby. He lives his bet life constantly. More live betting, more live markets. <laughs> 
My God. Confirmation from Cody <laughs> and faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit. Stay with the live action all game long. Download that PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. Mm-hmm. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Will the thrill tell the people what to do? You live your bet life. Away from Bazil, damn. Huzzah! Mm. <laughs> Even just wearing this shirt makes me want to gamble today. Who? Is that? Yeah, just wearing the shirt. I just see the points bet logo, and I'm like, I should log in. (laughs) When when the show's over, I want to log in and see what's on there. Well, it's done its job, then, is what you're telling me right now. And I really do like that shirt, by the way. I like it's wearing very it. I like soft. It feels, yeah, it feels yeah. great on me. I'm, I'm like, this is awesome. I'm wearing this a lot. And it matches the red and black Mitchell and oh, that I got. Oh, look at up that, ladies. Today. Look at that fashion not statement. A, not an accident. Look at that. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. So nothing crazy when it comes to the Celtics in free agency. There's one name that's interesting and two that really aren't. So they bring back Luke Cornett <laughs> on a two-year deal for four and a half mil. Shout out to our guy, Robert Ori. They bring back Sam Hauser on a three-year, $5.6 million deal. Mm-hmm. But the biggie is a name that was also tied to the Bulls right. in the you know first week or so of that free agency window. It's Danilo Gallinari, who was traded and then waived and signed with the Celtics after he was waived on a two-year, $13.3 million deal. Gentlemen, what are you expecting Gallinari to provide for this team? Obviously, he gives you size. And he can give you floor spacing ability. He's a big who can shoot the three. Do you think he is a big difference maker for the Celtics next season? Or do you think he is just sort of a, eh, we got you on the bench if we need you kind of signing? Go ahead, Will. I think that what you said is true, but I think it's a totally different, like, I would be really excited about that if I'm the Celtics. Whereas with the Bulls, like, I think they need to rely on a guy like Gallinari a little bit more because he's the only one that's got the size in the shooting. So now he's got to play more minutes. Like, Gallinari is not really capable of playing heavy, high-leverage minutes in the playoffs anymore because he just can't move, he can't defend. But when you're in matchup-specific situations where the Celtics need three-point shooting on the floor, they can have three-point shooting on the floor because they have Gallinari now. It's like It's basically like the equivalent of having a lefty reliever at certain points during, you know, down the stretch of a, a baseball game. And you can your manager can just, like, go to a specific guy that has good splits against a certain batter or that, you know, has a good pitch that the other – that the batter isn't able to hit. So um, when you're able to bring somebody in like Gallinari like that, he really serves a huge purpose. And I, I think they're going to be serious uh, – Maybe it's not in the finals. Maybe it's in the first round or something where a matchup presents itself and Gallo can be super effective, and then you won't see him for a second series. There have been a ton of examples like that across the league uh, this past year and just forever. So when you have that kind of depth, and now the Celtics are like 10, 11 deep, and you have the ability to just go to certain weapons in perfect situations, he's exactly the kind of player that you want. Whereas, like I said, with the Bulls, they're going to rely on this guy for 25, 30 minutes a night, and he's going to have to defend, and they're going to try to switch, and it's just not going to work because you've got Zach and Damar out there so and Vooch. So I think for them it makes a ton of sense. Obviously the Bulls you know, tried to outbid the Celtics, but uh, yeah, I just think for him to get the non-taxpayer mid-level, the $6.4 million, and go to a much better team and have a role that's much more suited to him, I think it makes so much sense. Yeah, uh, Will's dead on, on as usual, uh, on that. And I say also with Gallinari, 
anytime I remember Gallinari is in the league, it's always in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's the only time I remember Gallinari is in the league because the playoffs is when he shows out. And he always came through for that Atlanta Hawks team. If you remember when they went to that Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. he, he was part of that. <laughs> he was a big part of that as to why they got there. He was hitting some clutch buckets in the second half of that team, man. I, I still remember that. So I think Boston has that mindset as to why uh, they went after uh, Gallinari. Like Will said, like he's not going to be dependent on to be out there as an every-game guy. He's kind of a stash guy. And you're going to see him in the playoffs, especially when the matchups dictate that. And when they come down to that fourth quarter, because remember, they, they lacked a lot of clutch shooting in that finals. Uh, they was close in a lot of those games, but mm-hmm. they lacked a lot of clutch shooting uh, and they needed that. And Gallinari can definitely supply that. If he can't supply anything, he's definitely cold blooded when, when you need that bucket. So he can de- give you that. Um, and he wanted to be in Boston. And that was the other key thing about it, because we, we talked about it when we did a show a few days ago. Um, that was the thing for him. He was, it wasn't that the Bulls didn't try to get him and went after him like that. He took less money and said, because I want to be here. This is my childhood. Mm-hmm. This is what I grew up watching. This is my dad's favorite team. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go to the Boston Celtics and, you know, try to have success there. So he wants to be there. He's a good fit there, as Will stated. And, yeah, I think it's an excellent move for them, man. I really, really do. It's just uh, another guy who is a vet who's had pl- not only that uh, run with the Hawks to the conference finals in uh, 21, but he went to the playoffs with Denver. He went to the yeah. playoffs with the Clippers. He went to the playoffs with OKC. Along with Al Horford, just sort of a wily vet with lots and lots of playoff game experience, yeah. big game experience. So, you know, I, I don't think he his addition vastly improves the Celtics on paper, but it's a, it's a useful piece to have. If you need him. Yes. And, and Will, I'm with you in that. I think that's that. exactly why it vastly improves him on paper. Because now, if you need him, you got him. But you don't have to rely on him. I think that's super valuable. Yeah. Where, whereas, if you know, if uh, he ended up coming to the Bulls, they might be asking more of him yeah. than he was capable of giving. Yeah. Um, Will's dead on with that. Because he's right. Like, 15, 20 minutes a night. Yeah. They're going to be looking to lean on him for that because he provides things that the Bulls don't have. Right. So, yeah, you're definitely uh, going to be leaning on him and, and wanting him to be out there uh, for that team, for, for the Bulls. But, yeah, he, he made the right decision, you know, going to Boston, I think. And I think Boston made an even better one because they, like, we saved some money. <laughs> yeah. They got a guy that's clutch. So, it was a win-win for them. Um, and, yeah, and, and the Bulls fans weren't – well, several Bulls fans weren't happy about Gallinari anyway. Uh, coming here to Chicago. So, you know, pass on him, miss that. He's in Boston. So, yeah. When I heard happy. about it, I was kind of like, eh, you know. Yeah, right, right, right. And which right. is basically the exact same response I had to Andre Drummond <laughs> and Goran Dragic. <laughs> eh. Um, meanwhile, Joey in the comments just said, Luke Cornett and Sam Hauser getting $5 million. I need to find a different career. Yeah. Joey, you're not allowed to find a different career. This is your career. You're not allowed to go anywhere. Yeah. If you leave well, us, we, we will track you, you down Unless and bring you, you back. Unless you grow right now from then. then well, I'm yeah, sorry. I don't know if the NBA is necessarily the new <laughs> career, but figure it out. That man knows his limitations. Nah, dude, baseball diamond or softball diamond. Softball. Okay. Yeah, 0 for 3 yesterday, so I'm not sure about that either. <laughs> might, a lot of, might have a Tommy John sure. surgery coming up, too. So. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. Exactly right, man. But, yeah, like I like Gallinari for them. He's, he's, he's an excellent fit. And, yeah, I'm interested to see if they're going to use him more – uh, like in blowouts, you know what I'm saying, or stuff like that, or right. you know, try to rest him and things like that. 
Um, but I definitely know when the playoffs get here for sure, he yeah. will for sure be on the floor for that team, man. And then that's when you're going to see just really why he's on at least squad. for some spot minutes. Yes, yes. Find, yes. find you yourself. Are, Go ahead. You guys are going to hate. You guys are going to hate this, but it's it's similar to like Otto Porter with the Warriors. Like in the first round, he played a lot because it was the Nuggets, and the Nuggets didn't really have anybody that could just like go at him every single possession in pick and roll. And so he played a lot and he shot well and he like had a really good series. And then uh, in the second round, who did they play? Um, or maybe, no, maybe it was the third round. They played the Mavs and that's a team that goes spread pick and roll every single possession. And they want to just isolate the weakest link and Otto Porter can't play in that series because he's going to get torched every single time. So they had to bench him. And then you go back to the finals where, you know, the, the Warriors needed a little bit more shooting and spacing on the floor to provide room for Steph and just get that extra offensive boost. Then they were able to bring him back and he actually started games. So it's a situation where like you bring him in for the moments where he makes sense and to have basically for somebody who can just be like a spot starter or, you know, get spot minutes in certain matchups he's like super high level for that, right? Like he is probably one of the best in the league in terms of like guys that can come in maybe if you need them who are 6'10 and can shoot threes. He's he's really good in that role. And for the Bulls, like I said, they would not have gotten that same amount out of him because they would have tried to have him do too much basically. And so I think the Celtics basically got this super valuable weapon because of their depth and because of the fact that they have so much other talent and don't need to rely on him and that they were able to spend into the tax to get this guy and just ensure that they have an even deeper bench with even more weapons, even more styles of play that they can go to in certain matchups. You are correct. And you're thinking that I would not enjoy you bringing up Otto Porter Jr. (laughs) as a comparison, but you are also correct by making that comparison. I think, I think that's absolutely right. As far as what Gallo can do for Boston that Otto did for the Warriors in their run to the title. Okay, now let's get to the juiciest part of the Celtics offseason. Juices. Swing. I mean, even if they don't get Kevin Durant, even that team that was two wins away from winning it all this past season, yeah. adding Malcolm Brogdon, yeah. feels like an embarrassment of riches, and I hate it. Yes, a complete embarrassment of riches it is to get Malcolm Brogdon. Because I remember how sought after he was last season mm-hmm. when Malcolm Brogdon's name was being was popping up. And people are like, but, dude, he's really excellent. He's really good. Like, some people are like, I don't know about him. I'm like, I don't know about Michael Brogdon. He's crazy. Yeah. Now, I understand why they got re- – I mean, because you got Tyrese Halliburton there. I get mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? You had to move, make a decision, and you're going to go with Tyrese Halliburton. That's just what you're going to do. Younger, the future. You dig? Yeah. yeah. I understand. But Malcolm Brogdon, dude, drops 20 in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's that good. And he's an excellent point guard, man. He can definitely run your team. And like I said, he is still a threat offensively like you can't just leave him so even when Tatum wants to do his isos and you might want to double team and cheat off of uh, him you can't really do that mm-hmm. Malcolm Brogdon will make you pay you know what I'm saying by doing that and he's just really really good man and, and the assist numbers show it I mean he'll get you like six seven assists a game I mean it's just all good when you look at Malcolm Brogdon to see what he can bring uh, to this team and it's also the fact that he shoots except for last year I think he shot in the low 30s from three, mm-hmm. but he is a good three-point shooter. Uh, I don't, I'm just going to chalk up last year to what it was, but previous seasons, this dude was like 40s, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and, and mm-hmm. high like 38% yeah. from the three-point line. It's, people were like, oh, man, huge loss. 
when he left that Milwaukee team that yeah. was trying to win a chip and trying True. to win a chip. True. Rookie of the year out there Yeah, uh, when he was in Milwaukee, man. Second one, second round pick? Am I right about that? Was he a second round? Was Brogdon second round pick? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, he was. So basically um, still the thing one. I love the, the thing I love about Brogdon for the Celtics is just the price that they got him. Essentially, they were willing to take on more money because, again, they're willing to spend and go into the tax. And all they gave up was a bunch of flotsam, essentially, with like Aaron Neesmith, uh, Daniel Tice, and they gave up the 2023 draft pick, which if you just look at it is, yeah, that's, you know, people trade draft picks for star players. But the protections on that are so ridiculous. It is um, it's top, top 12 protection. Yeah. And then it turns into a second. There's no year after year. Can, like the Bulls, when they traded for Vooch, it was like top four protected, top four protected the year after that, top four protected the year after that, and then top three protected. And this is just like, if it's not top 12, it becomes a second round pick. Obviously the Celtics, unless something goes disastrously wrong, are going to be outside of the top 12 in the draft, which means they just got him for a second round pick and Daniel Tice. Like that is just such a steal. And all it was, was that they were willing to take on the money. So again, this is a situation where Brogdon probably is good enough to be a second, third, probably fourth best starter on a championship caliber team. Like he is really good, but he has a ton of injury history. And so to be able to bring him along slowly, get acclimated in the Celtic system and make sure that he's healthy going into the playoffs. And then again, you weaponize him in certain series or you bring him in for different matchups, or maybe he, you just ramp him up and play him at a much higher role, but you're willing to, you know, take the regular season carefully with him because he's got the injury history and because you're so deep and talented, you don't need to push him. And so again, I think it looks a lot better and he will look a lot better with the Celtics than he would have had he gone to another team where he would need to play 82 games and he would need to play 36 minutes a night. Yeah, very true. And uh, go ahead. Also for me, Matt, it makes, and as wild as this to say, but it makes Marcus Smart expendable. Yeah. It really does. And and we know, and I'm saying that's wild to say because this is the defensive player of the year we're talking right. about here. The dude is good. He plays basketball really well. But having Malcolm Brogdon as your backup makes certain things expendable, especially if he can run that team like they want him to. You know right. What I mean? Like it's just and, and, and you Smart saw it in that Warriors series that that Celtics offense could get very stagnant at times, or they would have a few trips down where they would come up empty or turn the ball over. And they went from being in control of the momentum of the game to all of a sudden reeling. Yeah. And a lot of that had to do with just executing their half-court offense. Yeah. Yeah. And a player like Brogdon could absolutely help them in that regard. I see Emilio in the comments asking, could we, a.k.a. the Bulls, I'm assuming, have gotten him for Kobe White and the Portland pick? Malcolm Brogdon for the Kobe White and the Portland pick? I mean... As, as Will pointed out, they got him for a first-rounder next year. Tice, Neesmith, Fitz, Juwan Morgan, yeah. Nick Stauskas. Like, maybe. That graphic. Maybe. Maybe. Kind of, sort of. It depends on what. I think absolutely they could have. I think it's it just a matter of the money. I think that Portland pick is going to be, and if it will convey because you think Portland's heading back to the playoffs with the moves that they've made, rebuilding around Dame, but yeah, yeah, as you're about to say there, Will, I, I think it's certainly possible that they that they'd be willing to make that deal. This is gonna be either Dallas's second round pick 
Miami's second round pick or Houston's second round pick. So probably going to be Houston's, which will be pretty high. But like the Bulls absolutely could have made this deal if they were willing to go into the tax. They would need to have probably sent back a little bit more than Kobe, which would have been difficult uh, to just find the matching salary. But again, the Pacers didn't get matching salary back. They got they got cap relief with this trade, which was the incentive. It's the same thing that the Pistons did with Jeremy Grant. They basically traded Grant into the Blazers trade exception that they got after trading CJ McCollum. And that was why they were willing to only take back so little in terms of draft capital was because they just wanted to get off the money. I think it was the same thing with the Pacers here. And if the Bulls were willing to spend into the tax to get a deal like this done, they probably could have beaten it. I think Kobe is more valuable than anybody on this list, uh, including the pick, given that it's going to be a second rounder. And you toss in the protected Blazers pick. I think that totally wins. But um, also, I don't think Brogdon would have been as good a fit on the Bulls. Like, obviously, as I said before, you want as many dribble pass shoot defend guys as you can. He's a great decision maker. Um, I think he fits really with anybody. But the Bulls have Lonzo. They have Caruso. They have DeMar. They have Zach. A bunch of 6'5", 6'6", guys. Brogdon falls into that same category. And it's just hard to play all of those guys, especially when so many are injury prone. So I'm not saying they should have done that necessarily, but I think they could have beaten that offer if they wanted to. Will, quick question for you. Um, of those players that in the Pacers got back, outside of uh, Daniel Tice, which one of those guys do you think can actually come in and contribute to that team? I think they're going to hope that Neesmith is going to be the one. I mean, they really don't have any wings. Neesmith is a little bit undersized for a a three as well. I think he's a six, five, but he was like an elite, elite shooter in college. He was drafted around 16 in 2020, same draft as Pat. And so, you know, the Pacers rebuilding, getting a young player who can really shoot it. Um, I know his shooting numbers haven't been as good since coming to the league, but I think that's the kind of swing that you want to take if you're a rebuilding team. So that seems like the, the prize of the, of the deal for them. Obviously, you know, if they get the 32nd pick or something, from Houston, that would be great too. But my, my guess is that they're going to try to move Tice and the rest is just filler. Yeah, and it's crazy that the Celtics add Brogdon to this mix of talent they have. And when you look at that list of names that, that they sent to Indiana in that trade, like, yeah, Tice gave them some spot minutes in certain games and certain playoff series of this run that they just made. Neesmith would occasionally play if they were shorthanded off the bench, very limited minutes, didn't even play in, you know, a, a large majority of their games throughout the regular season. They just added Brogdon and didn't give any of their key rotation guys back. Yeah. Not any yeah. not not just none of their starters, not any key rotation guys right. were given up in that trade. Yeah, and that's why I like what they're doing because the other thing the Celtics do, that winning teams do, they don't fall in love with role players. You know what I mean? Like, they don't fall in love with guys who might be fan favorites or anything. Like, no, you can go. You know what I mean? Like, we're trying to get better. Daniel Tice is a great example of that. Left, came back. They were like, Thanks. Definitely a fan favorite. <laughs> definitely But they have favorite. no trouble trading him zero every year. Every year. What was uh, Barnes? Was it Barnes that used to be there for them? Uh, Aaron Baines? Aaron Baines. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Another fan favorite of mm-hmm. theirs. They were like, you can go. You know what I mean? Like, you can get out of here, man. They, they're not holding on to any of that stuff, and I love when teams do those things. Uh, Peck, you mentioned it, but I, I do think Brogdon is a perfect fit for the Celtics. You mentioned their like uh, struggles down the stretch in the half court in the yeah. finals. Even in Game 7 of that Heat series, like 
with that 15-point lead basically slipping away in two minutes. And Brogdon's going to give you all the playmaking that Marcus Smart does, but with significantly less turnovers. He's going to yeah. shoot. He shot 45% on catch-and-shoot threes last year. He can play without the ball in his hands. Tatum's obviously pretty ball-dominant, but I just think it gives that, that half-court offense a little bit more juice. And that's really all they need is, like, just a little bit more. You know? Yeah. It's crazy that they and Miami both had half-court offenses. And then that was just in, like, some of the halves, some of the games oh in that goodness. conference final series were <laughs> ugly. That was some good old-fashioned Eastern Conference basketball. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> or, you know, as, as Draymond might see it, Bulls Jazz, 98. Bulls Jazz, you know, because you know, the Bulls, they have no half-court. <laughs> uh, all right, so now that we've established everything that the Celtics have done, Thus far, this offseason, there is that giant asterisk floating out there the named asterisk. Kevin Durant. We'll see. We can circle back to this if that goes down. But for now, that's what the Celtics have done this offseason. So now we're going to talk about where that puts them heading into next season mm-hmm. um, and give them offseason grades. But before we do that, Big Dave. Yes. You think Justin Fields had himself some Owen today? Listen, if Justin Fields had himself some Owen, that means he had an incredible day mm. first of all to just see him at the podium rocking the jd shirt rocking the jeff dickerson Rest shirt loves him, jeff dickerson baby see him rocking it looking right talking about being a champion mm. talking about doing it right mm. and the one thing that's gonna help him do that for sure that i know is Owen. oh because it's a hundred percent plant-based protein shake y'all that gives you the nutrition that works as hard as justin fields does all of their products free of artificial ingredients allergen-friendly, no gluten or no dairy. And, of course, it is easily digestible. And you know Justin Fields rolls with it. He wouldn't put his name on something that is not going to help him. He wants to be great. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Those are his words. So don't you want to be that too? Don't you want to be down? Because Owen and CHGO have partnered up, y'all, to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off all your first purchases out there all y'all making your first purchases you get yourself 20 percent off all you do is go to liveowen.com and use that promo code chgo20 that's liveowen.com chgo20 is the code so join me join matt join the goat join joey join cody join lawrence and join luke or steve <laughs> steve definitely <laughs> and of course own. join Justin Fields and try a win because it's only what you need. Because as we all know, a win's a win. Hey, that was my Justin Fields delay. You know, that was a play action. Mm. You know what I'm saying, right yeah. there? Fuji with the play action, wide open, mm, touchdown, Darnell Mooney. St- ooh. Mm. You think that's the first TD pass that Fields throws this season is to Mooney? Oh, that's a not, great Not question. counting pre- regular season touchdown pass to I'm Fields. Say, from Fields, who's it going to? I'm going to say Cole Komet. Wow. I'm going to say that's his first touchdown of the season. Cool. Five-yard line, he tossed it in. If, it, if it's a pick six, does that count as being a touchdown <laughs> pass? Thank Will. So, yeah, let's go to Will. We're speaking <laughs> to Will right here. We're not hearing none of these vibes over here. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, we were talking before I you do. got here today about, like, <laughs> Bears' win total for this coming season is six and a half. You taking the over on that. And I'm like, I don't think anyone in their right mind is taking the over on that. Bears fans are never in their right mind, though, man. That is true. <laughs> like, what are you saying? Like, I am also one. Like, yeah. And how often am I in my right mind? This is fair. This is fair. Like, it's going to hit you. Like, that first win. Let them win the first game of the year. Mm. It's going to be bet it all, <laughs> bet it all, run it back, and be like that, man. 
Oh, Will, are you going to catch any Bears games? You going to watch any Bears games? I'm thinking about, I was actually just looking at tickets. I think I'm going to go to my first game at Soldier in Ooh. years. I'm very excited about Thanks. that. Yes, wow! Very nice, man. Very nice. You gotta, you gotta get that in before they move to Arlington Heights. What, what was yeah, your first Bears game? My first Bears game? Wow. Oh man, I can't even remember. I was little. Okay. Like I went with my brother, and my dad, and okay. I think maybe our whole family. I can't remember who they played. It wasn't the Packers because I would remember that. Okay, but it was just some random Bears game at Soldier when I was like, I don't know, six or seven years old. Oh what? Wow. Yeah. No, I was good and grown. Like the the girl I was dating at the time bought me tickets. Surprised me and bought me tickets to that and it was the Bears and the Panthers and I remember Kyle Orton was the quarterback. Mm. Bears won 13 to 3 and I was, remember So was was that young Cam Newton yet or was he not yes, there yet? I think it was young Cam Newton but don't quote me on it. Don't quote me on it. I just remember Kyle Orton. That's what I really And I remember a Packer fan coming up the stands with a with a Aaron Rodgers jersey on and I'm hearing this chorus of boos. And the girl I was dating was like, why are they booing? She didn't really, you know, get yeah, down with that. She didn't get it. And I was like, he shouldn't even be up here with that jersey on, man. And she was like, why? I was like, just watch. After those boos, just bottles. <laughs> just all you saw were bottles flying at this dude wearing that jersey. He shouldn't have done that that's to what, himself. That's what you get for wearing a Packers jersey in a soldier yeah, field. You can't do it, man. Yeah, yeah. Territory's territory. But I had a great time. I did have a great time at that game. I had fun. Randomly, Jerome in the comments says, go Niners. Hey, you know what? I don't know if that's a comment because you are a Niners fan or because you're a Bears fan who appreciates how often the Niners <laughs> beat Rodgers in the playoffs. Yes. I hope it's the latter. I hope it's the latter, too. that is also why I love the 49ers. I, li I like what Kevin says. Right? Just <laughs> Kyle Orton played in the Bears 113-3. Yep, sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> and, I yeah. mean, they scored early. And they scored that touchdown early. And then that oh, was I, I was going to guess that it was a defensive touchdown and two <laughs> field goals. That seems like more accurate. <laughs> Man, dude, it was like, yeah, 10-0. Game was over. It was just, oh. oh. Game manager Orton could absolutely get you two short field field goal drives. He could. He could. What were you saying, Will? I was just looking. I, I think I've only been to, like, one regular season Bears game, and I was trying to figure out when it was. And I remember it was against the Eagles when they had both Donovan McNabb and Mike Vick. And so I was looking back. It was November twenty second, 2009. <laughs> so that was my last Bears game. Wow. And uh, I think I'm going to have to go back now. That was that – was, uh, Mike Mike Vick like hadn't yet really started playing again, but he got in. He had like one attempt and one carry. But McNabb, I think he maybe he got injured that game. I don't know. It was, it was 2009, man. It's hard to remember. 09, if I recall, was the first Cuddy season after the trade from Denver. Okay. And the season prior to the Bears going to the NFC Championship game because that was 2010. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, right, you were right there. Good times. Good times, man. Remember like a decade plus they ago lost, when the Bears yeah. were decent? <laughs> um, all right, guys. So what do we think these Boston Celtics are going to do in the 22-23 season after a 51-31 and record had them good enough for the second seed in the East? They lose to the Warriors in six in the NBA Finals. There is a quick recap of their 21-22 season. Now let's give them some offseason grades and then project where they will be in the East next season. Mm. I gave them an A- minus for their offseason. Okay. Brogdon addition is huge and great. Gallinari is meh, but still a solid piece to have if you need him. Mm. And uh, the, their draft was you know fairly low-key, basically just a late second-round draft and stash. But I've, I've put the minus there for now mm. 
Because they don't have Kevin Durant on their team. Oh, wow. I, I, I decided that <laughs> wow. if, if I was going to give them a full-blown A, it would have had to be because they found a way to get Kevin Durant wow. on their team. Wow. Well, look, Petty Peck, check it in. That is definitely petty. <laughs> that is unbelievably petty because you, if you're a top three team, you get an A. Like, there is no minus behind that. You get an A. That's what it is. They, they made all the right moves. They did everything correctly that you would a winning franchise should do when you're trying to get back to an NBA Finals, when you've got your stars in place, when you've got your right coach in place, when you've got your culture in place. They have all those things set. All you have to do is kind of add to those, and you want to add the best pieces. You know what I mean? Like, you don't you, you want stars, of course, but you just want to add stuff that's going to fit mm-hmm. nicely with your team. And as Will was articulating so wonderfully, you know, Gallinari is a great fit. You know what I mean? And and Malcolm Brogdon is a great fit for that team, man. So that's why I gave them an A. They they did everything right. And remember, it was a lot of questions, you know, because with Brad Stevens doing something he had never done before, mm-hmm. going up to that front office, a lot of questions around the organization. Bring in a, a brand-new coach who had never done it before. So it was a lot of newness in their front office, but it definitely paid off for them well uh, last year, and they seemed to definitely uh, know what they're doing there, Will. Yeah, I mean, I think this is as you know close to perfect as an offseason as you can have in terms of signings and acquisitions. Obviously, like the Kevin Durant thing, I think that would just, depending on what the price is, of course, like turn it into like an A++. But uh, as far as like what they did to improve their their weaknesses and not be afraid to take swings and just put, put their team into a, a better position to try to win than they were last year, which obviously... They were already so close. Um, I think that is the way that you got to do it. I just really respect what they did. I think they're going to be even better. I I think there's a great chance they win. I bet on them on points bet already to win the championship next year. And I got some pretty good odds on it, plus 650. So I don't know if you can still get those. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I think they're really freaking good. And they had a great offseason, and they got a lot better. Yeah, so you saw under our grades our projections for where they'll finish in the East next year. So the way that we're going to break this down for all of these East teams that we evaluate in the coming weeks, are they going to be a top three team, AK finish with one of the top three seeds? Are they going to finish somewhere between four through six? Mm-hmm. So still avoiding the play-in and a playoff lock, a play-in team or a bottom feeder, a basement dweller. Yes. We all obviously agree that the Celtics are going to be somewhere in that top three. And I'm with you, Will. If I had to put money on it right now, and hey, maybe I'll look at the futures bets right now. Points we're done with this on points bets and see what's going on there. Maybe not winning it all next year, but winning the East, finishing with the number one seed in the East. Yeah. If I'm picking a team to do that right now, even with the up in the air that is Kevin Durant, I'm taking the Boston Celtics. Yeah, it's a safe bet and a smart bet, <laughs> you know, to take the Boston Celtics to do what they did last year because they got better. They didn't really lose too much. They got better, mm-hmm. and that's very scary for a team that has, now has experience. Right. You know what I mean? And knows what they need to do to get there. It's scary. So, yeah, shout out to the Celtics. That's also they, they did a great such offseason. a hard thing to do when you're already at the top. Like, most of the time, the Warriors are a great example. They lost Gary Payton. They lost – out of Porter. Like when you're already there, it's very hard to keep the court together because it gets so expensive and because guys just want bigger roles, bigger opportunities. And so to already be that good and still be adding like starter caliber players or just, you know, fringe starter caliber players in Gallinari's case, like that's incredible. So I, I think their offseason was awesome. I think it's really hard to get significantly better when you're already that good. And 
that not be reflected in the standings and in the in the playoffs. So I think they certainly have a very good chance to win it all. If you just look at how good they were after January 1st, I mean, just absolutely destroying everyone. I definitely think they're going to have one of those regular seasons where they just go through everyone. And we'll see if it, you know, the playoffs are a different beast, obviously, but they're going to have an incredible season next year. I like Old Bugness' comment who says he gives them an A- minus because their draft pick went to Alabama and not Alabama. <laughs> Getting one more dig in at Joey. Get him in while you uh, can. Emilio, meanwhile, saying Jalen Brown demands a trade. The Celtics implode, and they are a first-round exit. <laughs> Wishful thinking there, Emilio. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think anybody's reading too much into the Jalen Brown just SMH uh, tweet from the, yesterday after no. all of this talk about okay, there's maybe a Kevin Durant deal in the works, and yeah. Jalen Brown is for sure a part of that deal if it were to go down. Yeah. I, I don't think that that is going to make him cranky enough to demand a trade if that trade doesn't get done. Look, if they trade him to the Nets, he is going to a team where he still will have Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. So there will be some players there in place. So a you guy who's I mean? not there and a guy who doesn't play? Yeah, they'll be there. <laughs> they will be there. They will be in place. They're well, playing this year. At least he'll be the top dog on that team. He'll be the he will t- be oh, he's number one option. On the court. No no question he's number one option. But he's not – I'm just saying, he's not going to Siberia is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? He's going to a team with no. some actual talent on it. That's man. where Kyrie goes because yeah. Siberia is close to the edge of the earth, and that's where Kyrie <laughs> needs to go to figure out if it's flat or not. Oh, he's getting them in, baby. You got to love Petty Peck. You got to love him. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think – it would be wild if this Durant to Boston trade happens. And I, I keep going back to something that you brought up yesterday that I had not thought of before, which is, dude, how would Kevin Durant and Boston Celtics fans coexist? Bro, I'm saying, man. Yikes. Look, all of all I thought about was Bill Russell. Mm. Honestly, that's exactly who I thought about when I thought about this. And I'm like, Durant's a little – Bill Russell is a man. Mm. <laughs> he is a, a man. And oh, my God. But this is a new age of social media. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Durant has shown you – he enjoys being on social media and talking. So the first wild thing somebody says to him, yo, <laughs> yo, it might be a thing is all I'm saying, man. And Celtics, you're known for that. You know what I mean? Like, I hate hearing that. Why do you put that on us? Well, stop being that. <laughs> like, if, if nobody would talk about it. Stop being it, and we won't talk about it, all right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, all right, uh, that's it. That is your Boston Celtics for the 22-23 season. They look like they're going to be real good yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, we will do the Miami Heat on deck tomorrow. Ooh, what have they done? Wheels ready. What might they still do? We'll see. They still got Jimmy and Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero and all those guys. Mm-hmm. They did have one key loss in their offseason. Mm. So we'll talk about that and break down everything the Heat did in their offseason on tomorrow's episode as we keep these offseason evaluations rolling for all the other teams in the East, the Bulls competition for next season. Uh, keep it locked right here. CSGO Sports YouTube channel. We got Cubs postgame coming up next. Whoop. They held off the Pirates. They Whoop. win 4-2 to the final. Six, Cubs. Six in a row, Cubs Six fans. in a row? In a I, row. That's, that's not possible. That is awesome, man. I went to Wrigley last week, and the team I saw play was not capable of a six-game winning streak. <laughs> so, way to turn things around. Also, a yes. little emotional at Wrigley today could have been Contreras' last home game at Wrigley Field. Dude, him before. speaking on camera, man. He was, he was getting emotional about that. Yeah. That was tough, bro. Very tough, tough indeed. So, yeah. stay tuned for Cubs post game. Subscribe to the YouTube Sports uh, shop, CHO Sports YouTube channel if you aren't already. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Balby AWL Sports. <laughs> Will, the GOAT, is at Won't Got Leave. I'm Bulls oh, underscore Peck. We are CHO underscore Bulls. 
Shout out and thanks again to our pal and our producer, Joey. Joey. Doing wonderful things behind the controls there. We're back tomorrow, 3 o'clock Chicago time, evaluating the Miami Heat's offseason. Until then, see Red be good.